0: Coach, broadcaster, and video game empresario. I get
1: every game from every angle, uh, every week. Why do you want to do that? Just because uh, just you're crazy?
0: <laughs> None other than Dion
1: Sanders Prime. I have three to four suits with me, and I'm having a problem to choose between the cream, which is a cusser. What I mean by cusser, Rich, when you see me, you're going to use profanity. That's how clean this food is. <laughs>
0: my official movie reviewer, Jim Moore.
1: She's a fox. If there's a fox in the movies right now, Mila Kunis <laughs> her. is it.
2: I don't download many
0: podcasts,
2: but when I do, I prefer Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host,
0: Rich Eisen. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Bud Light. Uh, We already had a a quality podcast posted on NFL.com slash Rich Eisen. Also on iTunes this week, you can download Adrian Peterson, Tim McGraw and Suzanne Johnson, uh, the wife of the owner of the New York Jets, Woody Johnson, uh, as uh, she was promoting a new uh, line of women's apparel on NFLshop.com. This edition of the podcast, Mike Mayock and Gabrielle Reese, Hardcore Football, and then uh, Gabby comes in here, talks a little bit of football, talks a little bit of Dion Sanders, with yes. whom she went to college, um, Chris Brockman, Chris Law, Mike Del Tufo. This is a fun show. It's yeah. a fun show coming up here. Yes,
2: good stuff all around. Uh, Gabby Reese brings it. She's good.
0: She brings the noise and the phone. She's great. She's yeah. going to help
2: you with your 40 times.
0: Yes, that's all good stuff that's coming up here on the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Bud Light. Let's get right to it. Here's Mike Mayock. Let's talk some hardcore ball. And uh, there's nobody more hardcore than my uh, my good friend, Mike Mayock, joining the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Bud Light. How are you there, Mike?
1: I'm doing pretty good, Rich. I don't know if I'm hardcore, but I'm doing pretty good. You well. are
0: hardcore. You're hardcore. We, we both know it. <laughs> because uh, for, let's let's start with this. How much film have you already watched this week?
1: I don't know. It's it's the early part of the week, so I watch a lot. As soon as the stuff comes in on Monday morning from NFL film, right? I'm pretty much on it the rest of Monday and All Tuesday because
0: right, you're professional. So uh, let's get to some of this stuff uh, from week number three. I'm going to start macro with you. Uh, we did. We we threw this out there on NFL Game Day morning, and I'd love to get to, to, to know your thoughts. Certainly, based on the the fact that we are seeing some offensive numbers through the first three weeks of this season, that were was was truly remarkable. They, they, they've been off the charts. Now we expected, obviously, to see some uh, anomalies because of the fact of what happened with the lockout. Uh, but we talked about it NFL Game Day morning with the rule changes. Is the NFL trying? to legislate out defense in this game?
1: (laughs) Let me give you two thought processes there, okay? The first is, um, as a former defensive player, I felt like just about every rule change in the league in the last 20 years has benefited the offense. And it doesn't. I mean, you can go back into the 1970s with Mel Blunt and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the, you know the reason they implemented the five-yard bump rule in the NFL was because the Pittsburgh Steelers started clamping receivers all over the field, and nobody could get away from Mel Blunt. so they put the five-yard rule in. And ever since then, then it's the liberalized holding rules for the offensive linemen. Then it's you can't hit certain players that are that are at risk in certain positions, and certainly we're all for safety but at some point you can't take away a defense player's uh tenacity and ability to make a play which i think we're getting more players to think about these days
0: well i mean it's just it's it's uh, it's a shame of how i'm now watching a game and I, and i imagine fans are watching it the same way too for instance the LaRon landry hit on monday night football right. in the first half i mean what a great hit that was laid out um, I forget which receiver of of Dallas. Although I, I I need I do need a scorecard to keep up with who's playing receiver for yeah, exactly. Dallas these days. I think it was level um, three. Yep, laid him out, and my thought, my first thought was, I hope they don't throw a flag. You know what I mean? Like, that was my first thought. And then when they didn't throw a flag, I was relieved, as opposed to being the way I've watched football the rest of my life. Instead of just getting up out of my chair about what a great hit that was, I'm already thinking, I hope they don't throw a flag. Then I'm oh, I'm relieved they didn't throw a flag, and then I'm marveling over the hit. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way things are getting right now.
1: And I'm with you 100% of the way, and I'm a former defensive back, and and those are the kind of hits that that – you know, you, you, you dream about and the opportunity to make a play on a ball and a clean break and a hit as the ball gets there. And uh, there was nothing malicious or, or dirty in that hit. Yet, you and I both thought a flag was going to come out. I, I'm sitting there thinking, was it the crown of the helmet? Was it a defenseless player? Does it all add up? And, and I'm with you. I, I don't like it. I, I, I'm struggling. And let me make a second point here about the offenses, and then we'll, we'll put it all together. Mm-hmm. And that is that I've been saying for a couple of years now that uh, the flow of information from colleges to the NFL is unlike anything I've ever seen. It usually goes the other way, from the NFL down to college. Now more and more NFL offenses are spreading the field and using spread technique that the colleges have been using the last few years. You know, for two reasons. A, that, that's the kind of players they're drafting who are used to those things. And B, I think the NFL offensive coordinators are doing a better job than ever at getting talented players the ball in space. and that's what the spread offense is all about. So when you add all that up, Rich, when there's the liberalized offensive rules. Um, the concern about defensive players and and getting penalized and then the spread offenses look at the buffalo bills for instance i i heard marshall make a comment the other day that i agree with and i've been saying for the last couple of years which is it's almost getting like arena football and no offense to arena football but I don't want 76 to 72 every week. I don't want the defensive stop to be just an occasional thing. I want real football where it's competitive on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And I think we've gone too far on the offensive side. So,
0: does does the lockout have anything to do with it? Are we still seeing some residual residual effects of of not having OTAs and the new rules in which a, a Uh, A coach can't send a message after a poor defensive performance by throwing these guys in pads for a predominant part of the week and thus the the tackling is not worked on. Are we seeing residual effects of that or uh, is this truly something the NFL competition committee is going to have a headache over when they start meeting again and next year we're going to get something to, to make sure that everything goes back a little bit more in balance?
1: I don't think it's that much of the lockout effect. You could almost have made the case a couple of months ago that the lockout should help defense because it's more about reaction and less about timing and precision. So the only thing, and I think you hit on it, was the tackling. Teams don't do much live tackling, if at all, anyway, but I do agree with you 100% about the padded practices, and that was my big issue. And I don't know if you remember, but when you and I talked on a couple of phoners during, uh, when the lockout ended, mm-hmm. my big thing, having talked to several coaches before I got on the phone with you, was not about all that kind of stuff. It was about taking a coach's ability to coach his team and make decisions based on what he saw on the game tape away from him with padded practices versus non-padded practices. And there are certain times when, when you need to get in there and, and certain things have to happen in a practice. And it doesn't have to be just after a bad game. It can be after any game when a coach is heck. We didn't play well last night. We need to get tougher. We're going to go in pads three days this week, fellas, and that's just the way it's going to be until things change.
0: <laughs> so you think there there may need to be some more legislation from the league, uh, defensive, um, I guess, skewed legislation that, that's coming, or at least thought about by the competition committee?
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I look at the number of 300-yard passing games in the first three weeks of the season. I, I think I saw a number of 33. 33. And I think the highest in the previous history was an 09, 20, or 21. So the 300-yard passing game, uh, which had, used to be an anomaly, is now commonplace. And I just kind of look at this thing again, and, and I'm saying, gosh, I, I do want padded prayer. I do want to put the ball back in the coach's hands to let them coach their t- – you're paying them a lot of money. Let them make the decisions. And I, I'm hoping – and I've talked to some of the guys – Around the league, that are pretty high up as, as, about some of this rich and i 'm hoping what happens is that when the the, uh, the residue of the lockout and all the new rules kind of kind of is in the rear view mirror i 'm hoping common sense takes place, and we don 't need quite as many OTAs and mini camps and everything, but it is also about giving some of these young kids an opportunity to learn offenses and defenses It is about working on football movements so we don't get all these injuries we're getting right now. There is some common sense that can be legislated back into the football industry to make it a better game. And I'm hoping we move that way. Right. And and, and
0: even with all that said, even with the hand-wringing that we're sort of doing right now, you and I, Mike, uh, ratings are up. Uh, this past week saw 10, a record number 10 fourth quarter comebacks in one week we've never seen that before the game is as exciting to watch in that respect now you might shake your head at the 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 yards that are getting racked up and the points that are on the board and some of the yellow flags that are coming out for hits but still it's it the game is as exciting as ever and the buffalo bills uh two straight weeks now two straight weeks now have come back from massive, massive halftime deficits, this time against New England. You've watched the tape of that game. What did you see out of the Buffalo Bills that would make you think this team is for real moving forward?
1: I think offensively they are for real. And uh, when I talk about the college spread offense, look no further than the Buffalo Bills. And you could throw the Patriots in there too. I mean, both teams are spreading the field and using all 53 yards horizontally. And that puts more pressure on the skill position defensive players. And I think that New England went into that game saying, oh man, Ryan Fitzpatrick does a great job just kind of looking over the field, picking on the weakest link on the defense and getting rid of the football quickly. We're not going to be able to get to him. So let's press, man. Outside, let's see if our corners can hold up against their guys. And the first snap of the game, Rich, was like a 33-yard fade route to Stevie Johnson, and uh, Lee Bot in the corner, got beat cleanly off the line, and it became what this game was all about. Buffalo had seven explosion plays in the past game of over 20 yards seven against the Patriots defense they had two run plays over 15 so nine explosion plays and I'm telling you McCourty got beat deep two or three times Bodden got beat deep two or three times the safeties uh who haven't played much football both of those guys missed tackles uh they couldn't get to the quarterback so when you add it all up you know this Buffalo offense is for real New England's defense is going to struggle throughout the season getting pressure on a quarterback. And... You know, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you're going to have some fun because you're going to have some high-scoring tight games. You're going to lose some of them because I think your defense is still a work in progress. But it's kind of exciting to look around the city, the, the, this league and see Detroit at 3-0 and and Buffalo at 3-0. and And, you know, those are the kind of things that really makes it fun.
0: Yeah, 75% of teams that start 3-0 and make the playoffs. So do you think that... Uh, Buffalo and Detroit fall in that 75%, or unfortunately for them, might fall into that rare quarter percent of 3-0 and teams that don't make the playoffs?
1: Well, it's one thing to look at a number, a statistic in a vacuum, and it's another thing to apply it to a particular situation and take Buffalo in their division. New England's going to be a good team and a playoff team. Uh, the Jets are going to be a better team than they've showed so far. So... They're going to be in a team. Excuse me, in a division where they're going to fight against two teams that I think right now are better than them. Hmm. Even though they just beat one of them, and I give them a ton of credit. Over a 16-game schedule, I think it's going to be difficult for them to climb above either one of those two teams. Um, As far as Detroit is concerned, I think Chicago's down. I think Minnesota's down, and you know Detroit's sitting there at three and zero. Uh, and I think they and Green Bay will be the class of that division.
0: Uh, a couple of things you just said there I want to hit on again. What makes you think the Jets are going to get better? Because it seems to me that it, it, we're, it's year three of the Sanchez starting um, uh, the Sanchez starting era of the Jets. And regular season-wise, it just doesn't seem that he is, even though his numbers were up this week, it just doesn't seem that he he, he, he makes the right decision on occasion and it doesn't it doesn't seem like he has that Brady, Roethlisberger, Rodgers, Breeze, even Matt Ryan gene that he can take this team put it on his shoulders and take him to the next level. Is that a, is that a is that a um is that, am I am I off base by even suggesting that?
1: Well, you know, a year ago you a little a year and a half ago you wouldn't have said that about Aaron Rodgers either. Right. Uh, And and I really believe there's a maturation process at that position that takes a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I look at a Matt Ryan. I I look at a uh, a Joe Flacco with Josh Freeman, uh, a Stafford from Detroit. And I'm going to throw Sanchez right in there with that group as, as a group of talented young quarterbacks that have to make that leap from exactly that, talented young quarterbacks, to highly productive winning quarterbacks that each one of their teams believes can win a Super Bowl
0: for them. And defensively, you think the Jets, because uh, uh, boy, did the Raiders just gash them. I mean, they just absolutely hit them in the mouth. Now they've got their at the Ravens and at the Patriots back to back to back uh, with that Raiders trip, Mike. That 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 could be two and two and three or three and two at the absolute very best for the Jets.
1: Yeah, um, you know, when you brought up Sanchez, I was—I I almost led with what you just did, which is okay. uh, basically I'm more concerned about their defense right now than mm-hmm. I am about Mark Sanchez and their offense. And uh, I really believe that over time, the Jets are going to be a lot better than they're showing right now defensively, because mm-hmm. history tells me they will be. I was at their training camp for two days. I believe in their system, uh, but but right now they're not playing. The two things that you could usually hang your hats on, is that the Jets could run the football and the Jets could get pressure on uh, a quarterback and stop the run. And we're not seeing any of that right now. So I think there's some, some cause for concern, but over 16 weeks, I think they'll be okay.
0: And uh, we, we, we have Adrian Peterson on the show uh, today. What, what ails the, the Vikings? Because you said Vikings are down. Clearly they are. But, man, they've led each one of the games, and they've led each one of the games big at half big and they've blown every single one of them what what have you seen from the Vikings that uh that 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 alarms you other than obviously their record and their inability to hold on to a lead
1: unfortunately for me I've been on some losing teams in my day Rich so I'm pretty good at picking that out (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know I was looking at some of their tape this morning and you know, let's start with the fact that the three teams they've lost to, San Diego, Tampa Bay, and Detroit, all look like very good football teams. So let's start with that presumption. They played three playoff-type teams, and they whooped each of them in the first half, and they got whooped by each of them in the second half. You know, If you rearrange some of those quarters around, they could be 2-1 and one or 1-2 one worst case, but that's not the case in this league. So I put the second half on this morning against Detroit. And let me give you an example of what happened to them offensively. So the first series, they get the football in the second half. Uh, in the third quarter, they go three and out three times. That that was the sum of their third quarter. Nine snaps. Mm. Adrian Peterson had two carries. How does that happen? Went, how does they that They went happen? out three and out three times.
0: But how does that happen, Mike? How does it happen? And also, Adrian Peterson's waving the punt team back. Telling the coach, "We're going for it on fourth down. Let's do it. Let's do it." And they give the ball to the up man, Toby Gerhart. Well, you're going to yeah. start, f- you, you start Let fooling or tricking that. people. Yeah,
1: you still there, Rich? Yeah. Sorry, no. Go for it. So, this is what I believe happens to teams when they shoot them. It's no one thing, but there are a bunch of little things to point to the tape. Any one of which would have changed the game. So. They go three and out three times in the third quarter. The last one is a third and one situation at the end of the third quarter, and they throw an incomplete pass. Third and one. Okay, you got the best tailback in football, and on the one hand, you can kill Leslie Frazier for that. On the other hand, Percy Harvin was open, and Donovan McNabb made him wait for the football. Okay, it, could, it should have been an eight or ten yard gain on third and one, but Donovan made a mistake. Okay. Let's go into the fourth quarter now. Vikings are up 20-17. to 17. First time they get the football, they throw a 21-yard bubble screen to Harvin. Okay. That's their first first down of the second half. There we go. Then they go into the series you're talking about, minus one, plus two. And then on third and nine, Michael Jenkins gets eight. Now, I would tell you, Michael, I watched the tape. Why is Michael Jenkins breaking that route at eight when it was third and nine? He had one-on-one on the outside. He had the corner driven off. I would call it a lack of discipline. So they pick up, that should have been a first down. Nobody wants to talk about that play. That should have been a first down. Now it's fourth and one. This is the one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Here comes Adrian Peterson. You know, Gerhardt is in the blocking position. Uh, and I watched the play. And quite frankly, I'm with the rest of the world. I I think twenty eight is the best football player, the best maybe non quarterback in the league, and him not touching the ball in that situation, I don't get. How do you love not, Toby Gerhardt, but I don't get
0: it. How do you start tricking people? I mean right. that's the whole I Right. You, it, it it's just oh man. Here
1: here's the, here's the what I was thinking about when I'm watching the tape, okay? Mm-hmm. Remember Tom Seaver? Sure. You know what a great pitcher, of right? Of course, yeah, Hall of Fame. You know, if, if the count was three and two with the bases loaded, he's going with, his, he's going with seven, his fastball. It, he's is going. He throwing, is he throwing curves? Of course not. Hell no. He's bringing his best pitch.
0: That's that's a perfect example, uh, Mike. Because it's it, it's to me that's the that would be my philosophy in any sport, right? I mean, I understand every the whole building knows. Peterson's gonna get the ball and you know, and, and, and we wouldn't be talking about it if Gerhard had gotten the first down. But exactly. Yeah. But but come on though. No. You know, and I guess in, in many ways, as you just pointed out, it's just a whole host of reasons why a team is 0 3. They're taking on the Kansas City Chiefs this week, so again, barring a tie, somebody's gonna get a win in that game. <laughs> um what do you make of the Atlanta Falcons, Mike? I th- I think a lot of people would think just like the Eagles, uh those two birds would be better than one and two right now.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I'll, I watched that Tampa tape. And then let's first give Tampa some credit. Their defensive line dominated the game, especially the first half. They, they uh, Michael Turner, I think, had seven carries for eight yards. So they effectively took the Falcons' identity away from them in the first half because the Falcons want to run the football. So, And they, they knocked the crap out of Matty Ice in the first half. <laughs> he got hit almost every time he threw the ball. And let me tell you something, it wasn't Matt's best Half a football. I mean, first snap of the game, they went play action with two vertical routes, and for some reason, he didn't throw the ball to Julio Jones, who was open. I mean, he looked right at him and pulled it down. So, the, Matt made some mistakes in the first half, and the Falcons came out in the second half and spread the field, gave up on their run game, and he almost brought them back. Um, but Matt didn't play well. Roddy White dropped two passes in the fourth quarter, either one of which could have won the football game. And to be honest with you, their offensive line's not playing at a playoff level. I mean, to me, that's the whole thing right now for the Atlanta Falcons, is their offensive line has to play at a higher level if, if they want to be a significant Super Bowl contender.
0: We're in Seattle this week, and uh, it, it, you know, odds are that they'll, they'll even their record, but you never going into Seattle. I mean, the Seahawks are just a different team at home, in, in, in a way. Perhaps more than any team in the NFL, right? I mean, they're, they're, that 12th man is literally uh, a, a tangible, I it's, think it's about a, it. It's
1: a cool building. And I did the playoff game last year where they right. upset New Orleans. And I don't think – and I've been in a lot of domes, stadiums. I could not get over <laughs> the reality of the noise in that building with the cantilevered structure and the engineering that was put into it. It was the loudest building I've ever been in. And when they get that rock, and it's an advantage. There's no question.
0: Quick hitters with you here. What would you make of Vic's postgame comments that he doesn't get the flags that other quarterbacks do and he, that he should? What do you make of that?
1: Just tired of the quarterbacks complaining in general. I mean, Tom Brady begging, um, Michael Vick begging. I mean, you guys have it easier than quarterbacks at any time in the history of the NFL. You get paid more than anything. Just just be quiet and play hard. Hmm. And
0: the Eagles, uh, w- what, what's their problem? I mean, <laughs> they've got a lot of them, Mike. They they, they seem to have a lot well, of problems. I mean, and, and one of them being, I, I guess, in many ways a reality check, uh, LaShawn McCoy, uh, this week had, had a quote that leapt off the page at me, Mike. LaShawn McCoy saying, I want to get this thing right. Here's here's the quote that LaShawn McCoy said, and at least um, he can walk the walk. I say this mm-hmm. fully understanding. I think he's top five at his position in the league, It's personally. But yep. uh, he basically said at the end, everybody's hyping us up to be this great team and we lose two straight games, which sounds like he's got his head screwed on straight there. And then he says, nobody's going to give us victories because we got all the best players. Now, I know he's still thumping his chest a little bit here, but uh i i am not seeing all the best players on the eagles through the first 3 weeks. I'm 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 seeing I'm seeing an all-world quarterback who can't finish games. I'm seeing uh Deshaun Jackson uh make very few big plays. Uh, I'm seeing Victor Cruz outleap Namdi Asamoah, okay? I'm seeing a lot of that stuff and I'm seeing I'm seeing a defense that can be exploited even though they have a great defensive line. Tell tell me I'm 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 off here. With the now,
1: Rich, I, I think everything you're saying, most people see. I, I want to go back to a month ago when I was at the Eagles training camp, and, and I told a, bu- a bunch of people were asking me. It was the day Oshawa showed up at camp, and everybody was just going nuts. And I just said, let's calm down and understand this is going to be a work in progress. You've got a new defensive coordinator with all kinds of moving parts, you've got an offensive line that's going to be younger. And and completely different from a technique perspective than they've ever had with Howard Mudd coming in. And you got a quarterback with a history of injuries. Let's just slow down and understand it's going to take a while for this team to get real good. And I expect them to be much better the second half of the season than the first half. And I'm going to stick to those comments. That's what I believe. And you know, you look at this team, and they do have a really good defensive line. But the, the linebacker situation is questionable, and the safeties are average athletically. They're really gifted at corner with three of them, but they've got to figure out how do you use that group of three guys. Asante Samuel is the best zone corner in the league. The other two are man corners. Now they can play zone, but their best suit is man. Mm-hmm. So they got a lot to figure out, and and the biggest problem is, you know, the offensive line. They've had injuries. Uh, they they can't get their first round pick into the lineup. Um, they've got different players playing different positions, and they're learning all new techniques. So. Rich, I, I hear you, and trust me, I live in Philly, and the sound you hear in the background is just hundreds of thousands of Philadelphians jumping off the bandwagon. <laughs> okay? But but my point is calm down. It's 16, 16 games, a lot of freaking games, man. Take your time. Get better each week. Try to solidify the, you know, your quarterback a little bit. and and you'll move forward. They're going to be a good team in the second
0: half. The schedule does soften for them over the next couple weeks, so they they can make a little bit of hay, starting with a home game against San Francisco that they should win. Does Detroit win in Dallas with Tony Romo now? uh, The last, isn't it amazing how things change after week one? It's same old Tony Romo, (laughs) same old Tony. Now he's a warrior that's taken off on his shield in San Francisco, and he comes back out there to win an overtime game, and Monday night, he is the captain on the field. He's a coach in cleats making sure that all the new receivers because of them being ravaged by injuries knows where to line up where to go and he he beats the Washington Redskins on Monday Night Football and now he is Tony Romo next great quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys for sure it's really remarkable how things change and his performance the last two weeks was incredible that's that's for sure but the Detroit Lions could be the better team coming in on Sunday
1: you know, I, I get a little frustrated because we in the media push all this stuff so hard.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. We do. Well, and
1: and, let's, let's, and I always try to kind of bring everybody back into reality, into context, and say, you know, he threw one pass in San Francisco to win the game, down to on the one-yard line and kick a field goal, see you. Last night, I give him a ton of credit for being a tough guy, but there was never a question about whether or not he's a tough guy. He is a tough guy. I, I really like Tony Romo. I, will, I love watching that guy play. Has he answered questions about what he's going to do at the end of games, going forward against quality opponents? No. And that's going to play out over the landscape of this schedule. Um, the thing that's really, that, that I was disappointed in last night was I just thought it was a really poorly played football game on both sides. It was almost embarrassing some of the things that that happened out there and was it kind of exciting i guess so but man i mean you, how do you have a center in the nfl that doesn't know what the snap count is i mean that that's like grade school not even high school
0: well i think romo said after the game that uh the redskins were mimicking the cadence that's what he said i think the kid i think the kid got uh rattled got, got he got rattled and He got he got he got snookered a couple times
1: and, and what did the Redskins do to get them to line up in the wrong places? And, and what about right. the guys that ran out of bounds when they shouldn't have? And, and what about oh, the guys yeah. that didn't wow. run out of bounds when they should have? And <laughs> I just sat there watching the game and and just going, man, these two teams. I understand the injuries and I understand playing young people. I, I get all that stuff, but it's got to be better than that. It well, really to me,
0: does. to me, that's why the Patriots are always going to be a good team because you never see that. They are they are always drilled in well, situational football. I mean they're you're right. Always and Let me
1: give you, did always you, did you see know where to the line the Jacksonville game? Yes it did. When when the Jaguars were in the huddle as the clock was starting to run out because <laughs> they were they were in a uh, a rule decision up in the booth and depending on which way it came down the clock could start upon the ref spotting the football but nobody in Jacksonville, including their rookie quarterback, who who I hold partly responsible. But how do you not know that? How are you standing in the huddle in the fourth quarter of a tightly contested football game and the referee marks the ball and the clock starts to run and you're still in the huddle with 20-some seconds left in the game? and down
0: six. That's why Belichick called that timeout at the end of the game in Buffalo. A lot of people were wondering, why are you calling timeout when the ball is now on the one-yard line? And what was he screaming about with the referee? And it's because he was asking, does the clock start now? And the referee said it does, and that's when he took the timeout. And a lot of people were left scratching their head, but you got to take the timeout at some point. And that also brought up an interesting part about this new rule about all scoring plays are challenged, Mike. Yeah. Because if it was the old rule, where uh, you had to ch- you had to use your own challenge to challenge a scoring play. I bet Belichick wouldn't have challenged that. He I bet, wanted the ball back. I, th- I bet he would have said, fine, make yeah. it a touchdown. I've got two timeouts and all that time and my all-world quarterback. I'm going to come tie the game.
1: He was doing everything he could to ensure that what played out wouldn't, which was three kneel downs and a field goal.
0: Right. He would have totally let that go yeah. unchallenged. Yep. Agreed. That's that's the first time that new rule change, I guess, manifested itself at the end of a game in that matter. I had not seen that one yet. Yep. You know, that's an interesting one. So do you think Detroit beats Dallas in Dallas? Uh, The
1: way Dallas played last night, yeah, I do.
0: Wow. It's amazing. They look good, man. I think they're for real. And I, I mean, Buffalo I still need to see on the road. You know what I'm saying. I need to see them on the road and on the road. See if they did that. Defense. If they did that in New, in New England in Week Three, I'd have I'd have been a little bit more of a a believer as they're saying right now in Buffalo, <laughs> and and they should they should eat this up. It's it's great, and I hope they do make the playoffs. They are fun to watch. No they're, question. They're it's fun a fun
1: league. It's let's play a little defense, but it's, and let's tackle a little bit. But but it, it's a great league. Yeah,
0: I know. And Tampa has an opportunity to improve to three and one on Monday Night Football against Indianapolis. Um, and uh, New Orleans can go to three and one if they win in Jacksonville against the. I mean, that's fresh meat for Greg Williams. I I I I've, I don't know how. Uh, how uh, Gabbard's going to get any rest this week. I'd, I'd, I'd be a little nervous about that one.
1: Well, I, I think Jacksonville made the right move. And by the way, people don't understand their defense is really good. Yes, it is. And, and it's competitive. And if you can play defense and run the football a little bit, that's the best uh, best way to prevent a rookie quarterback from struggling. That's the Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, Josh Freeman, Mark Sanchez recipe. Good defense solid run
0: game and I would be remiss if I if I didn't uh ask you about this before I let you go the Chicago Bears uh uh, a mere I believe four yards rushing from Matt Forte they seem completely out of whack uh on the offensive side of the football defensively I think everybody thinks that they're they are who we think they are um they've got Carolina and they've got uh Cam Newton coming into their house this week what do you think about the bears moving forward are are we are we con- overly concerned about a team that won thirteen games last year and they're gonna be they're gonna be that team again or or are they just not getting those uh those little mistakes happening by the other team that they're taking advantage of that allows them to get to that thirteen win plateau last year
1: well a year ago I said they weren't a playoff team because i di- I didn't believe in their offensive line at this time last year I, I was very outspoken about their offensive line. And I thought Mike Dice should have been the assistant coach of the year last year with what he did with that group. So they draft Gabe Karimi. They moved Jamarcus Webb from the right side to the left side. And I watched the tape of the first game where Cutler got sacked five times against Atlanta. But I thought there was some real hope there. I mean, rookies or young players are going to make young player mistakes. They just do. But I thought there was a chance for that line under Mike Tice to progress. And then all of a sudden, the right guard, Lance Lewis, he's out. Uh, Karimi gets an in- injury. So now the right side of your line is gone. You let Olin Krutz go. So 60% of your offensive line is gone. And that was already the suspect part of your team. So I don't know how you protect Cutler if you don't run the football and shorten your drops. And they did some of that last year. I gave Martz a ton of credit as the season progressed. Instead of the seven-step drops, he went three and five. He went play action. He moved the pocket. He did some things he doesn't like to do to protect Cutler. And I think he's got to do it again. And you can ask Marshall, you know, Mike Martz doesn't like to do that. Mm -hmm. That's not his deal. But my contention is that uh, Matt Forte is one of the better players in this league, and he ran the ball nine times. I think, for two yards. And oh. the other three carries were by Cutler that were non-sack Unbelievable. carries. So nine carries and 57 snaps or whatever they had. I mean, just uh, you can't win that way.
0: It's still early, as you point out, though. But for some yep. teams, it's getting late early. Uh, thanks for doing this, Mike. <laughs> we'll see you uh, six weeks until Thursday Night Football. On and by the way, way
1: we're going to be in the booth uh, Monday night down in Tampa doing a practice game, getting ready. Hey, so, you uh, and Nestler. Yeah, we're doing a whole practice game this this Monday night, and I'm all pumped up. And Excellent. I think we're going to have some fun this year. Right, we will,
0: we will. And then, uh, what's your next Notre Dame game on NBC? Let's pop that one. Uh,
1: a week from Saturday with Air Force, and you know Notre Dame has Purdue this weekend, and they ought to come back to Notre Dame Stadium on a little bit of a roll. So
0: they finish up their Big Ten schedule this week. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> yeah, they right? Still
1: they have the Pac-12 at, at, at risk and, you know, with USC and Stanford, but yeah. So yeah, exactly. everybody that's... keeps
0: telling me, "Hey, Notre Dame should join the Big 10 I'm like, they're all, they're halfway there. I mean, well, they got
1: three Big Ten. They got three Big East. They got two Pac 12. I mean, you know, a couple of service academies. You there know?
0: you go. There you go. I love it. We'll see you on NBC and obviously uh, a Playbook and, and Total Access. I mean, you're, you're, a man, you're a man of many trades. Thanks for doing this, Mike. I appreciate it. Not
1: a problem, Rich. Good talking to you.
0: There's the one and only Mike Mayock on the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Bud Light. Now it's time to uh, raise the estrogen level on this program. <laughs> long overdue when
3: uh, does it happen like once every two months uh
0: it's it's like locusts it's like once every six years this <laughs> show's only been on a year uh but it's it's great to have here on the rich eyes podcast presented by bud light gabrielle reese good to see you gabby hi honey How nice are to you? see you good to see you you too how's it going good you're good yeah life's, really good. life's good
3: life is couldn't be better actually
0: well why is it so good Gabby reese why is it well, so good? well you know
3: i think uh you know that my family everyone's healthy and We're uh, knocking on wood right you know here. my kids are not mm-hmm. too psychotic, a little bit. Yeah, but I'm still, you know, I'm still on top, so it's all working. Yes, out.
0: you are. You are. You uh, you you live in the dream. You live the dream. I am. You uh you are here um not only to promote GabbyReese360 dot com, mm-hmm. right? Which is a website where people can go and get well a lot for for work.
3: all your female um audience that you yeah. have so all mm-hmm. so many of them there are many three four your wife I, and, I, um, I, I, my
0: my, my um, wife is she's she's we we throw her out of the demographic so for your you
3: boys know. since your show sponsored by bud light i no. know that this is really a high priority no, 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 but Listen, um, we
0: just we just discussed with the owner of the jets <laughs> i saw her uh, she was wife, suzanne, intense suzanne, suzanne johnson yes. very intense yes um uh, pointed out 44 percent of the national football league's viewing audience women 44 oh, yeah. is that by
3: force I no. personally watch football. My husband less than me. He's starting to get into it now. Well, because he's years. too busy
0: riding the waves, right? Searching
3: yeah, and waves, I've heard Laird him say Haddleford. things like, um, "Oh, those man on man sports." <laughs> he those says man on
0: man sports.
3: I was like, "Oh, and watch this play or something." Against
0: man versus nature is correct.
3: That it- he, it's an interesting right. perspective. He goes man on man sports, and I go, "Wow, that's an interesting thought." And it's hard for him. Anything that re- relies on it with a referee right. dictating—that's a hard concept for him to. To get around, interesting. It's this hot, is it's, we're we're
0: we're now going next level. Right yes, here. it's deep. It is very deep. But do you ever respond to Laird that uh, man on man sports? Yeah, that's that's football. But technically, the man on nature, yes, it is ruled by Mother Nature. So it's really man on oh, mother. He, he would loves, you ever go ever say women. man on mother? I mean, yeah but the, his f- mother's responds. you know
3: 80 feet tall so what are you gonna say he's like yeah whatever you want to call it you know yeah, right <laughs> he uh no listen Larry has great respect for women and actually he loves football because it's you know modern day gladiators for sure it is right but he just has a different you know point of view
0: how do you watch a football game I mean are you get intense do you do you throw stuff at a you screen? know do you, have, honestly, what, do, you, do you have a favorite team let's start with that. you know yeah. I
3: okay so I grew up in the Caribbean and then I went to Florida State yes you did and so um I and Dan Marino was the quarterback. Of the Dolphins, right. and I—I've always liked the Dolphins. Really, he's the one who you know sort of got me involved uh, with he,
0: the Dolphins. He himself, Dan
3: Marino himself. I just appreciated his intensity. It always looked like his face was red and was going to explode inside that football helmet. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, I love this guy. And also, I think yeah. I started cheering for him because you sort of want someone like that to have reached that pinnacle that right. they're striving for, right? And so that's how I started uh, becoming a fan.
0: It's through Dan Marino's red. Did you Come on. Do, not, know, do always, you remember that? Always, and it just, always, you
3: thought, oh, always, I mean, I just listen, I appreciate that in any athlete or, you know, person who does something that they're passionate about where they are there, they're there to win. There's no question. They're intense every play. And right. I love that.
0: You're in the Florida state sports hall of fame.
3: I know. Is that funny? You're a I, pay, I know state who to hall pay. I know who to pay. Oh, come on.
0: <laughs> so you were, you were, you were in Florida state, uh, mm-hmm. playing volleyball.
3: Back Correct. In the day. Yep. Back in the I day. it was I was on a lark actually. I I didn't pick up volleyball till I was a junior. Mm-hmm. I moved from St. Thomas to St. Petersburg, Florida, and I was six foot three and and got involved in in playing volleyball and right. You know, a coach from Florida State, uh, my who's my dear very dear friend, says, uh it's like you know you can't teach height." And um, right. I got a scholarship. Um, I had sort of four offers for volleyball scholarships, and I went to a BC camp for basketball and about thirty for basketball. Right. So I was like, oh, volleyball, because there's only four. <laughs> So um, <laughs> uh-huh. and I like the idea that the net was between myself and my opponents. But um, Yeah. and I think that's where I learned to really fall in love with vo- the game of volleyball was in college yeah. uh, because so
0: you, you didn't bring it from from the Caribbean.
3: No, and there's I, no I passion was for volleyball. I, well, Caribbean. no, there's a little bit. And okay. I played for a minute my sophomore year. But, right. uh, it, you know, we weren't into organized sports mm-hmm. as much there because you didn't understand that there was opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you were at Florida State. You were at Florida State with our good mutual friend,
3: yeah, Dion Sanders, correct, with Mr. Sanders. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, I went to college at seventeen, and and uh, as a freshman, Dion was already a junior. He was already prime time. Yeah, the running joke was, um, and I only saw photos of it, so I, I can't tell you, but right. that he had like a moped his freshman or sophomore year, and he was, Dion had a moped. Yes, and that apparently Dion was um, a little bit nerdy. And then as his playing and sort of, I think maybe he had an epiphany about kind of creating this persona. Well,
0: he said that in his Hall of Fame speech. See, I didn't see that. In his Hall of Fame speech, Dion said that he created the the primetime persona to he make did. sure that his mom would never work again.
3: He did. You know, I think, listen, a lot can be said about Dion. And, and I think for those people who know him, it's, mm-hmm. uh, Dion is a very smart uh, thought, you know, thinking person, yeah, and and there's a lot of like things going on. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the light and and the the dark and everything sort of melding together. But right. Dion uh, really looked after me when I was at Florida State. We we used to do say no to drug talks. I don't know if you remember that program. Of course, back that was Nancy
0: 80s. Nancy Reagan right. say no to drugs.
3: And we would go to like the most local high school, Gobby High School in Tallahassee, and and Dion. I didn't have a vehicle at the time, and uh, he'd say, did "Okay." Jump on the moped. Uh-huh. No, by now he'd moved up. He was a junior. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he had a car.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. He traded in the moped. Uh, oh yeah, I yeah. It no, he a was together. together. Yeah, okay. sure uh-huh. he did.
3: And um, so he, I remember he picked me up, and he'd be like, "Oh, good morning, Gab." Blah, 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 blah. And then he, I mean, it was it was the eighties, right? So it was the full on, like all the. You know, fake jewelry and all the, you know. Yeah, like
0: he wore something out of like the thriller
3: collection. Right? Oh, 100%. Right. And so all of a sudden we get out of the car and I'm not kidding. The, he had sort of like a, a little limp swagger going and it, it completely changed. And I thought, oh, this is, ah. this is a form of performance. And I remember when he was going in the draft, he, um, because we were friends at that point, and right. I and I was working now, um, playing volleyball at college. I gave up my scholarship, paid for my own school. Were you modeling at this point? I started after my freshman year, and I was getting hassled from the NCAA's all the time from other teams.
0: Because of your modeling.
3: Correct. Because then they said, "Say, is it? Are you professional? professional?" And it, like the line was fuzzy, so I just said, "Fine." So I gave up after my sophomore year my scholarship. My coach used to call me a walk-on. That was kind of like the fun. So joke. you still
0: played as I paid, a walk-on,
3: and I paid for my schooling. Okay. Yeah, because it was worth it. You know, it was just sure. it was well worth it. But uh-huh. he. So I, you know, I was working and, and um, he said to me, you know, because it was sort of the conversation about the business of being in sports and right. image and all of these things, which I was not understanding, but starting to get a sense of. And he said, listen, there's some guys that are way better than me, mm-hmm. like m- bad men, talented. Yeah. And he goes, I will go higher in the draft and for more money because... I've give I give people what they want, which is a show and excitement. And he goes, and people think I'm stupid. And I
0: I think he was probably also being a little modest, though too. I mean, well, he, listen, Dion. Knew what, how yeah, I mean, he's hugely time.
3: talented, and there are stories of him at Florida State where he would be getting flown from either a baseball game or a football game mm-hmm. to go into the NCAA for track and field. Mm-hmm. So this guy, you know, has some God given talent for mm-hmm. sure, but. I think his broader understanding of how to also turn it into the performance of sport. Which mm-hmm. is why a lot of people at that time especially maybe had a negative response. Right. Because it's like, Oh, who's this guy? But right. having said that too, there I can't tell you how many times I watched games in, in the last sort of Minute and a half, Dion did some Please. run back that was, you know.
0: Unbelievable. Let's see if we can get him on the phone. I don't know if we can get him on the phone, but. Um, oh, geez. I, know, I, know I can't wait to hear that dialogue. No, no, no he, he, he's, he had a press conference that he was doing. For oh, god, Because he, he's always got something going on locally there with his, with his youth football that's team right. or something He's like got that. like,
3: he's like football mafia dad now, right down there. Is, that's what they're sort I know, of saying, pretty, right?
0: Well, he, is, well, he, he brought <laughs> his entire youth football team, children of all ages, yeah. with him to the Hall of Fame. Did he? Yeah, put him in six, yeah. seven buses.
3: He has a very- And
0: barnstormed his way to the Hall of Fame. A area. big heart. Yeah, he's, he's- He has a big heart. He's that guy.
3: Yeah, he is. He's And I, I was talking about him actually to my husband last night, and I was saying what is interesting, though, is, right. is that most m- men- because mm-hmm. I was saying this to my husband as well, is like as much as they're sort of like, yeah, go charge. Mm-hmm. They are like, there's something old-fashioned right. about them. Like I've had Dion talk to me about wearing jeans before when mean? I was 19 or something or because he
0: was telling you that you shouldn't He's have like, done that.
3: Yeah, ladies don't wear jeans. I was like, what planet he really are you? Yes, right. He was playing for the Yankees, and I was living in New York, and we met for like a dinner. See if he Wait, I'll tell that. you another quick story about Dion just to show Please. you, kind of. Please so I had that. signed my deal with Nike, and he was already with Nike. And Tinker Hatfield, I had a signature shoe with them, mm-hmm. and um, for many years. And and I was fortunate enough that Tinker was the designer, and Tinker does all the Jordans, and right. he's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had my first shoe launching, and they were doing a promotion in D.C. And I asked Dion if he'd come and support, you know, this launch. I had just turned professional in volleyball, and all this, and he he came to D.C. He's the best, and he was I mean, competing. I mean, I I think he was still with the Falcons, and I don't remember who he was playing baseball baseball right. for he wasn't at the yankees he was somewhere else but
0: but i'm sure i'm sure there's there's many men that would have flown to all over oh the gosh. country if you to support you gabby <laughs> i mean let's 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 be honest that's here. layered right let's be honest here let's be you know i mean man you're mad it's a man hey,
3: it's not it's not bad to be a woman no no it isn't i
0: like that by the way that's i think
3: women shouldn't fight that that sounds
0: sounds like one of those motown songs from a big chill doesn't that sound like it's not bad to be (laughs) i'm going to be coming out with that it does sound like it should be a motown song it's not bad to be a woman no it isn't doesn't it sound like one of those things
3: no it's a it's a it's a constant Mm -hmm. uh juggling act right but in the end i think it's
0: Dion's a good man he's a good man gabbyreese360.com tell me all about that
3: Well, a few years ago, you know, I was having the idea. I wanted to do a TV show around it where this sort of the conversation about all speaking of women. I know your male audience is like, oh, my gosh, Uh uh, there's sex in there. So maybe that'll keep them listening. Um, Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, just the conversation. I'm kidding. But the conversation about uh like as a female, especially as you age, right, you have more things. So you're trying to work. You have your children trying to stay in shape. Stay married, keep your sense of humor, keep your sense of self, you know, and do a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to do a TV uh, show called Solutions. And so, as you know, TV is uh, uh, difficult. So we came up with Gabby Reese 360. And mm-hmm. basically it was to address all of the things, the conversation that I've hear, heard over the years, which is women say they have no time to take care of themselves and exercise. Maybe right. they can't afford to go to the gym. They don't know what to do. They're intimidated and they have no equipment. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's loaded. When I tell you it's loaded, there is... Hundreds and hundreds of things on there for free, um, workouts and um, recipes. I talk about the recipes I cook that are easy and practical, but still taste good, healthy. Um, There's the conversation, I have a blog on there called Death by Domestication, Mm -hmm. which sort of talks about kind of the fun kookiness of domestic living for men too, for men and women. And and, um, so that's why that that came out, because at least we could could give it a go. But um, yeah. Because it's, it's always about trying to do your best.
0: Well, I'm 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 going to take some of these tips.
3: Are you? I am going to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, you're, uh, that's how we met was through your wife. Obviously, to she me. is a stud, and uh, she's— Well, I have to just to keep up pace with her. <laughs> Good luck. And and
0: and I did one of your workouts with you once, uh, and her in in a pool. Yes. Right. Where you mm-hmm. put like this weighted vest on me. Mm-hmm. Damn near drowned me well, I mean, it's, on the spot. It's
3: evolved I, I, since then. Now we have dumbbells like the oh, other day. I it hope it's in.
0: evolved because it sounds it was downright medieval. Oh, it's when gotten I'm like, worse. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm to put this vest <laughs> on and dump, jump into that end of the pool. The deep end. And then what do I do when I don't In our house, up? we
3: only go into the deep end.
0: Obviously, uh, <laughs> you know, but. So to me, I, I I here's what I'd like to do because you know I run the 40 yard dash in my suit at the NFL scouting. Combine.
3: Yeah, I'm sure that I'm, you don't get nervous on that. It's you?
0: never. It's it. It rarely goes well. It rarely goes well.
3: You're a white guy. They don't expect a lot. Well, I worry. mean, no, I'm a white. I'm a
0: white uh, 40 year old running in in a in a Prada suit. It doesn't yes. really. It's, it's
3: not. Well, the Prada's important. though. Well, I
0: stopped wearing. I stopped wearing wingtips to run in. I was going to ask it,
3: you what's your footwear.
0: Well, my footwear is now. It's now. I I now three years ago when I blew out my hamstring. Not doing, doing that. Yes, you didn't warm up. Well, I do five hours of live television before I do it. That's my warm up. <laughs> there you it's go. Sitting on my nice hips. Hip it's, it's terrible. <laughs> this year, I I I did some little bit of a warm up, mm-hmm. uh, but I I'm now wear I now I now wear running shoes because I'm not, I'm not going to blow out an Achilles doing this stupidity. You know what I mean? That's like, right. So what I do? You uh, try hard. Oh, of course. Okay.
3: I just want to like, do you no, really like you give it your Gabby, all,
0: Gabby? I only know one speed. Okay. That speed is slow, right. but I only—you know—it's what it's what beats within. That That's really right. Works. That is it's right. What works. So uh, all that said, uh, I think you know. I know you're geographically unsound in the winter months, right? You're you're, you're you live in Hawaii. Uh, in Hawaii, right? well, because
3: my husband's season is in the winter. All the low pressures that bring snow bring large waves, and so we need to be there for him. Of course. Oh. No, no, no. I'm, 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 no, I know. I'm, I'm it's just a... it's like the life of a farmer. It's, you know what I mean? We're yeah. Indians. We follow the weather. But it,
0: it is. It... <laughs> but it is it's it's that's the man versus nature sport of it all it is how i i but that's when i need the training though okay well i can set it up for you to meet
3: the boys because my pool is still available i've got guys that meet there tuesday thursday saturday even when we're not in town
0: what do you mean they just use your pool
3: that's correct and we have a gym downstairs in my house and they use that too monday wednesday friday
0: so I, i i who are the guys because I, mean, I, I still need to know. I mean, guys can't just like work. Not like you know you with the workout group with with my wife and mm-hmm. and uh, and some other fantastic women. Yeah, I'm sure women. you
3: loved walking into the room with all women it's, going, it's, "I'm it's, in hell right now." No, no, I,
0: I I actually don't mind that. <laughs> five women,
3: more than five women, it's, but it's one of those
0: things where where women can sometimes just show up. Okay, I'll I'll come and yes, I'll do Gabby's that's thing. That's correct. Guys have to know who the other guys are. I gotta know. Uh, I can't just show up. Well, they're lovely guys who are very guys. studly.
3: Um, and they'll take good care of you. And run you through the ropes. Is and one of,
0: is one of them, Chellios?
3: Chellie, you know, it's one
0: of them, Chellios, because I, 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 that I'm already in over my. No, Chellie,
3: isn't there during this season. He's now got a grown up job uh, with Detroit. With the, um, with, it, with the wings, correct. Okay, um, I think he, you know, I think he suffers. I think Chelly would rather be on the ice. To be totally frank with you, and and, wow. and in seeing him, he's still in shape. But you know how that is.
0: I know that's why I don't want to be one of those guys walking and like suddenly I'm working out with Chris Chelly. No, so no, I mean, Chelly
3: won't be there. The summer is the I nearly is the drowned in. in your
0: pool. Know my speed, Gabby. The, the,
3: the, no, there's a couple guys, but you know, listen, it's all about your individual experience, right? Level. Right. If one guy's using 50 pounds, you could use 35. What's ah, the difference? Right. Right. But, you know, things like and that's and that's the great thing about the pool. Right. It's not like it's a race. Everyone's just trying to sur- like, <laughs> oh, yeah, survived. we're breathing it's and it's all good. Right. Yeah.
0: Literally, it was a survival of yeah. the unfittest for me. Well,
3: I'm that's surprised. this is Laird's you know, thing. The other day I went out to train with them and I go, OK, what are you guys doing? And he goes, OK, we start with 100 jumps. So you go the 12 foot. Mm-hmm. They were doing, you know, big weight, 50 pounds. I could only do 30. Right. And you just do 100 jumps from 12 feet down, mm-hmm. holding the weight. But the okay. whole thing is low impact on your body. Okay. Work in oxygen dep- deprivation, yeah. which I know you love, yeah. but it'll help Please. you in your run. Okay. And it's explosive training. So listen, okay. F- for me, the training isn't about I'm gonna be better than somebody else. It's about me being the best I can be.
0: Well, maybe if you come back. Stay, I'll you, take you through it. You, you are going to come back stateside every now and then. Absolutely. And, I've got to get to work. Okay. So you'll be here.
3: I'll be here. I'm and I'll take you, you through back. the paces. Okay. When do, you, when do you have to run?
0: Uh, Mid-February.
3: Oh, yeah. We can definitely get that done. Week
0: after, it's two weeks after the Super Bowl.
3: Okay. But we got to start before February.
0: Do uh, Name it. All, please. Right. I'm I'm, All right. I'm here. I'm here. When, when the eight games of the NFL Network broadcasts on Thursday night, when you sit there and Laird is Battling nature, yes, and watch us watch the football.
3: We can only hope. Uh,
0: we uh, that's just when I'm out of town. Otherwise, than that, I'm in town.
3: I'm okay, in Los Angeles. I will definitely hook you up, and
0: I'm ready to go. I
3: would love to take and care of you. And then next time when you and come, you have, in, your speed will increase. Really? Oh yeah.
0: So you, uh, this is great. You, Gabby Reese, are going to get me under six seconds on my forty-yard dash.
3: Well, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe you should wear track pants too. <laughs>
0: Well, Prada makes them. I mean, that's the whole thing is that people always say to me, why don't you start running in running gear Whatever. whatever? That's not, you know.
3: That's not going to do it. Well, who wants and to plus, watch at least, me do that?
0: I don't know if who wants to watch me do any of this stuff. but
3: uh, I think the Prada, at least you're looking snappy, but still. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, can we just talk about one second, though? Can we talk sure. about uh, Tony Romo for one second? Please. Oh, gosh, because yes. Okay, because before I came here, I was like working out and the TV mm-hmm. was on. And I have to say he said something that I thought was really cool. Uh, great uh he was talking about how you know they have 16 days pretty much out of the year to do it and they train so hard and that so if you can play you really want to right i thought it was just really the best what the reminder of what is really the best thing about sports which is people's true desire it's not just their job but like you know here he is with his lung and all the stuff and he and he still uh appreciates that dedicated
0: to his it's 16 days Right. That's it. 16, 16 days. days. That's it. I
3: mean, you're lucky. Okay. So you go on if you get in the playoffs and such, but right. 16 days, because I think living with Laird, I've learned that because the, the low pressures, the swells only come once in a while. We've had winners where he's had maybe 12 really good days.
0: Then you got to be ready.
3: Ready. Concord and long or not just whatever it takes. And I think sometimes like with the business of sport, it gets like people forget because the athletes seem spoiled or no, 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 no. And they're making money and such, but the that underneath it still is a lot of hard work right. and the love of, you know, playing and competing. It's there great. You go. See? I thought it was cool. It made me like him 10 times more.
0: You didn't like him as much before?
3: I I was sort of indifferent about Tony Romo. I, I mean, Who's sorry, the Jessica Who? Simpson thing kind of killed me from the start. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> sorry. It was just kind of, but I can understand. She's a beautiful girl, but still, right. just, you know how that turns into something else and you get distracted about the athlete. When they become more celebrity than athlete? I don't know.
0: No, no, please. You'd you'd know all about being celebrity and an athlete.
3: Uh, Well, I had to, listen, my whole thing, people don't realize, like, I was having this conversation with Abby Wambach, you know, the soccer star from the, who's, you know, really incredible about the dance, about being a female athlete, Mm -hmm. because you, you, you have to be, it's different. You can't just put up numbers and take home your paycheck. It's completely different. Do you know, like the average salary of a USA women's soccer team player? Do you know what it is?
0: It's not Beckham's salary. Forty
3: to $60,000. Right. Correct. So if a girl, by being a little more well-spoken, a little more charming, a little more something, right. then makes a little bit more outside of her arena, that's a form of survival. Of course. hmm Of course. So anyway, so of course I understand it, but that was just a speaking of Dion, that was sort yeah. of a lesson I, I thought, oh, if this is what it's going to take, because beach volleyball, you're going to make forty grand, Right. Then, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think of Dion's new Directv commercial?
3: Uh, the wig's a little far, mm-hmm. you know.
0: But it's, it's own. Yeah, he's just zone.
3: <laughs> but he's that big. I know.
0: He's big. <laughs> it's
3: actually kind of good. I wish you could do that to my kids sometimes, like when just they're being really precocious. Just be like, uh-huh. yeah.
0: So, who is your favorite NFL player? Do you have one?
3: Uh,
0: who do you like to watch? I like Wes. You like Wes Welker.
3: I do because he he's sort of like a how how can you say it? Like he's not really supposed to be there. <laughs>
0: What do you mean he's not supposed to be there? No, I'm just saying like on paper and everything. So a guy like that who's not only
3: not really – Drew Brees, same thing. Like they're not really supposed to be there. Right. And they're the the reminders of what uh, passion and heart and hard work. Yes. Um, and probably really hard training, off-season training uh, does for a person. Because sometimes when you see these guys that are – truly physical specimens it's sort of like you go oh that kind of makes sense that they're there right um but then when when you see these guys that just you know know, they're there and they've kind of probably gone against a lot of odds Mm -hmm. um and they do so well you know you you gotta cheer for them but there's listen i have i I like um what's the guy from arizona fitzgerald
0: yeah
2: i
3: like him because i think he's really good and subtle and and you know performs and
0: and he's, and he's really a good dude, by the way. Well, you just can feel – no, I not.
3: haven't. But you can feel that. And so I, those are the guys, like, how can you not cheer for them? Yeah. You know? But I have a lot of – listen, I have a lot of respect for all athletes because they're putting it out there. But football <laughs> is – it's so brutal. That... Right.
0: Pretty much every player other than Larry that you mentioned, you are taller than pretty much. You no, did. I'm not.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Don't say that. It's a true story. Don't believe him. It's true. I am a petite flower. Oh, but you, you know what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> really? I guess, well, I guess, but they're like as wide as they are big. I mean, they're just, the fact that they're so big and so fast, there's (laughs) guys 320 pounds that are faster than I am. And you just kind of go, really? That's not supposed to happen. Every
0: year at the combine, they get bigger (laughs) and they get faster and it just jumps jumps out at you every single time. And then I step to the line. (laughs) In your suit. and that's why I need your help. So again, just to summarize, they're going
3: to remake "White Man Can't Jump" to I "White I Can't ga- Run" in Suits? That's
0: correct. <laughs> yes, I go to gabbyreese 360com Correct. I take a look at some of the recipes that oh, are even. They're
3: even. You just point them to your wife. Look at no, no. I take even, a look.
0: I take a look. I, I, I point out look. to
3: Susie which ones well, I want her to make. I'm, I'm trying.
0: <laughs> I'm. I'm trying to to weed weed out uh, the the. The the men from the women stuff that's on this side. It's all women. On listen, this and if I mean,
3: men wouldn't be freaked out by the fact that it's I'm not me training, I'm not, the training is very. It's genderless. training. I
0: just told oh, you. No, 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 I no, almost not, literally almost. I, took, I, no, I almost I, took a, a dive. I, I can literally almost that. took a dive in your pool. I mean, <laughs> well,
3: I know, but that's you not the objective. Had we're trying to fish me out of your
0: pool. That's how much I was into. I'm like, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna try this thing. I'm gonna.
3: Yeah, the dog, the baby, and Susie. You were ready. You weren't in Prada, but you had everything else.
0: <laughs> I pretty much did have my-, my You're a nice
3: dog, by the way. Nah, he's the best. He's so sweet.
0: Putz in the dog.
3: He is. He's like a person. Have
0: your pets spayed or neutered. Help control the pet <laughs> Brought to population. you by
3: Tony- uh, I literally turned into Bob Ace? Barker.
0: Oh, yeah, Tony Larusso. Tony La well, He's way La into that. <laughs> oh, he still is. He's still every year. Every year he still has this thing up in the Bay Area. But, yes, I brought the whole
3: family yes. there. No, but I'm just saying the workouts are mind. genderless. I don't um, mind. This has been a conversation I've had the best trainers, um, certainly, that I could have access to, guys but. like Paul Check and certain guys that have taught me a ton. So mm-hmm. even though I'm in you know spandex and I'm a woman, mm-hmm. the training is really for everyone. Okay.
0: I believe it. Yeah. So and then, you're not
3: jumping into a pool.
0: That'd be good. Certainly no. I'm glad you were there to, to help, you know, uh, police the situation. Uh so and then and then we'll we'll stay in touch. Yeah. When you come back from your speed training. from your from your Hawaii paradise mm-hmm. lifestyle. Yes. And you come here to to work and and do your thing for whatever projects you're doing right now that mm. we'll talk about when they when they hit later yes. on, then we'll find some time to to chisel me. Let's be honest.
3: Yeah, you can get right? ripped. You can. Every time your wife has a baby, she seems to get more in shape. Dionne Maybe that's calls it. Snap
0: back ability.
3: Okay, there you go. That's Maybe too bad we can't figure out a way for you to birth. Maybe that'll just help your speed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then no. Then now now I'm becoming intimidated. But you know, by practice. the way,
3: by the way, listen, yeah. they, I remember when I was at Florida State, the track <laughs> athletes would come in the weight room and you know their bodies are just insane. And mm-hmm. they would say, though, that some of the women would become faster and stronger. Yeah. As long as they were young enough, like some of them were quite young, like 20, 21, having kids, uh-huh. that something about those hormones and such would make them faster. You might want to
0: think about that. So, are, are you telling me to in, inject? I and mean, it sounds like an Oprah show or, something, or something,
3: something like that. Is that what, cause I, no, definitely I not. That doesn't work to, out. Your butt's just going to say, gonna get bigger. <laughs> I think
0: that's how Manny Ramirez got out of uh, got went into retirement. Oh, you know, I can't do that. That's so sad. No, oh.
3: that is sad. What about basketball? We could talk about that another time. Oh. Lockout.
0: Yeah, we could do that another time.
3: Yeah. What is it? A five hundred million dollar cap? Just trying See, to contain I, I know those the salaries. Hey,
0: let me tell you something. <laughs> we just went through four months of that insanity with the NFL. I tell the NBA people, go with God. I, you know, <laughs> good luck with we're, that. We're playing games here, and that's it's all about it's all about me at this point in time. That's what I'm saying. Is the that NBA, it? like right. I, I, I do. But love we the NBA. did, but we did it's say, though, that.
3: last weekend. Let's just bring it up one more time, since it is about the NFL. Yes, the craziness mm-hmm. in some of the games and how different the outcome was. It's unbelievable. Made it so much more exciting. It Was exciting. See, exciting.
0: You were an NFL fan, Gabby. I there's... am.
3: I love. I listen. I love sports, and okay. I and again, I really admire these guys putting it out there
0: that's good yeah well uh gabby reese 360.com it's good to see you good to see Next. you maybe the
3: nfl guys should change their uniforms into prada suits maybe that's what they should do
0: they could do that that yeah. would help me out
3: it would work it work it out it would help me out mm-hmm.
0: excellent well, well we'll keep on workshopping this thing and the bottom line is i i want i, I I'm, I'm asking for your assistance and your help
3: okay if and you're I'm serious i'm dead serious. i am I'll serious i'm up. dead
0: serious we'll make up. this part of the podcast right. moving forward gabby reese on the rich Eisen and podcast presented by bud light that's it for this edition of the Rich Eisen podcast. Again, download the Adrian Peterson, Tim McGraw, and Suzanne Johnson edition of the show that posted on Wednesday. And prior to week number four, we talk all sorts of quality football on that podcast as well. Uh, Chris Law, do you have the fan camp information, Bud Light fan camp information for I do. Week?
2: I do. Bud Light uh, fan camps for week four, October 2nd, mm-hmm. uh, popping up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, Denver, Colorado. Detroit, Michigan, and uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Ah,
0: four very fine locations. Yep. And you can get more information on the Bud Light Facebook page, and also uh, Chris Law. What, 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 uh, what, what must we keep in mind as we move forward with the fan camps?
2: You must be twenty-one years or older to,
0: to participate.
2: participate. Yes, sir. Um, also. Uh, we did throw up a poll last week on richisen.nfl.com or nfl.com slash richeisen. Take your pick.
0: About the pig parker?
2: About you uh <laughs> oinking it up. You were oinking it up pig parking last week and you uh... mean or
0: do you do you do you mean that I, I parked in a certain spot that was uh, available to me and then all the other cars that were pig parking left before I left, making it look like I was the Pig Parker. Is that what you're referring to, that photograph?
2: That sounds like the voice of a guilty man, if you ask no, me.
0: It's <laughs> not. <laughs> it is not. It's, it's called extenuating circumstances is what it's called. Um, so what what do we have here? So
2: uh, is Rich a Pig Parker was the question. And with uh, a...
0: a sh- don't call it a landslide. Is it really? I mean,
2: you're the Walter Mondale of online votes. Uh, yes, no excuses comes in with eighty-three point one seven percent. So influence. I'm I'm
0: I, I'm a landslide loser, is what you just basically <laughs> you like called me. Mondale I like it. That, I was mean, that was a uh, quality. I think that was twenty e- years
2: before I was born. A
0: quality mid-eighties political it's, reference out of you, Chris Law. Mine. You're grow- You're growing up. Doctor Faro,
2: eighth grade or eleventh grade social studies, I think. Coming social
0: through. studies history. Dude, you could not be taking social studies in the 11th grade it was, okay it was, called, it was definitely AP called world AP, ap world history by then i mean notice the AP are you, advanced place nicely done but are, are you also saying that you were taking language arts in the 11th yeah. grade as yeah, well t- by the way it's also Home your junior economics. year of high school it's not 11th grade tv 101 dude oh man oh my. but still a, quality, you went to a state college a, a, a <laughs> <laughs> hey so did i buddy so did I. University of Michigan is a state college, too. Sorry, private All right. Where did you go to school, Brockman?
2: Syracuse University.
0: All right. I got into Syracuse. The town I grew up I in was Seton. called
2: State College. No lie, obviously. I, I know that. Of Penn course. State.
0: You went to you went to Seton Hall, Seton Hall right? But I got into Syracuse. I still have my new house letter. Dude, Big Ten is that was the, big thing the, for the, big, the Big East. The Big East, is... East was huge when I was there. Yeah, well, we're but done we lost done guys. we're done They're now. we lost to you guys. We're done now. They're done now. It's, a, it's such a it's sad. And it was on the Sad. day that Dave Gavitt died, too. Oh, Talk about it. The day of the funeral? No. It's just bad. I think it was the day he passed away.
2: Yeah, it's just it's terrible. Uh, what happened to that?
0: The man who created the Big East.
2: It's such a shame. Syracuse founding member. Well, The Big Ten's going to get Notre Dame, Oklahoma, and Texas, so it'll be a pretty awesome conference. I don't know if that, that all happens.
0: Uh, Notre Dame is already, as we talked about with Mayock earlier on this podcast, they already play a th- uh, uh, like. Like, a third of a Big Ten schedule yeah, anyway. They might yeah. as well just do it. They always take on Michigan and Michigan State, and it's they're the in-state in Pur- rivals and Pur- in Purdue.
2: Purdue, yeah. It's the TV thing, though. I don't know if they're going to do it just based on that.
0: They shouldn't. I mean, they have their own deal with NBC. Yeah. They play, they as as, as Mike called it, Pac-12 teams. It's a little yeah. odd to say.
2: Yeah. The uh, the second poll question that we threw up was yeah. pretty interesting because uh, you know we've been debating whether to break this up into two parts. It's tough to get through a two-and-a-half-hour podcast. Um, so should the podcast be broken into two parts uh, 41.18% Say I could care less Just keep them coming Okay, um, And 37% say no I could listen to hours and hours Oh that's good 21 yep they're too large of files and too long So They
0: are too large files for- How can we work on that
2: well, you, that's where our, our Soundman Extraordinaire we cringes. Have to because you compress the you compress files and the down, and, and it sounds worse. You lose sound quality. It sounds in like it. a normal show that I mix. Just terrible. I mean, seriously, it, it compresses it. I mean, Rich, we know you're... So st- you're, you're
0: normal, you just said your normal mix shows sound terrible? No, I'm kidding. I'm just you're, kidding, but it compresses Brockman, the Brockman, am I wrong? Isn't that what he just said? I did. Uh, we can play, we can play it back, but <laughs> exactly exactly he But said. he's the one who's in charge of playing uh, it I'm back. I was busting my No, actually, it compresses it.
2: If we compress it, all that unique New York stuff you do right before we go on, you know, Won't there's stand. no point, it's yeah. not going all those voices. And people will complain, they'll be like, oh, it sounds like garbage, and that's the problem.
0: Are we going to change our open again anytime soon? <laughs> is that a call out? <laughs> no, Law, L- what do you think? Yes,
2: no, we can change it up, yeah, let's get it changed. Okay. We most just interesting do. man,
0: though, is pretty good. Well, no, no, that stays, just oh, the different, good. you know, oh, gotcha. I don't know, just to keep things fresh. That's it for this edition of the podcast, uh, before I go, just want to mention again the website, crowdrise.com slash football which is the website that you can donate to Football for Good. Adrian Peterson came on this week and announced the creation of Football for Good. His all-day foundation, along with the foundation of Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore, uh, teaming up to raise awareness of human trafficking of children. Horrifying issue that needs obvious attention. And uh, Adrian Peterson is going to do his best to, to throw a light on it. Every time he scores a touchdown, $5,000 matched by by Ashton and Demi. And then you can donate money at crowdrise.com slash football and enter uh, several sweepstakes to win not only autographed items of Adrian Peterson's, but also a potential meet and greet with Adrian in the state of Minnesota before a Vikings game. Good stuff right there. That's it for this edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Bud Light.
1: Stay listening, friends.